The sector commissar requests your presence. The message on Kyle's comm scrolled into view, then blinked once, twice, to indicate the sender had flagged it as important. To annoy him more, it flashed red before bleeding back into black. Lucky, then, that he was ready to go. He gathered his belongings from the sleep pod and stashed them in his pilot bag. Kyle thumped his ID chip into the pod's terminal and asked for a refund of the pre-bought nights. He had a queasy feeling he wouldn't be coming back to this pod, which was a damn shame because it was so close to the hospital. With that kind of summons, you only knew one thing. It would mess up all other plans. When he emerged onto the street, the bustle was almost too much. Vehicles buzzed by so fast that he struggled for balance, still unaccustomed to the prostheses encasing his legs, despite having worn them the last six weeks. Not good. He steadied himself with one hand against the wall of the pod farm and made for the nearest alley, ignoring the taxis flashing prices at him as they zipped past. People on foot were always fair bait to them. He couldn't afford individual transportation. He'd used up his credits getting here from the spaceport a month ago. Authorities didn't believe in above-average mileage for people like him. Social Security could be a bitch like that. It took him half an hour to reach the public transport terminal and find a Soxac credits machine to trade his fuel credits for transport credits. At a rate of two for one, he was being ripped off as usual with official SSC terminals, but he hadn't had the time to tap the black market yet. If he'd been his normal, whole self, he could have walked. On Tamani, he would have. Home. A shitload of transportation credits away. He'd never save enough to make it there, not even if he cut back on everything but food for two hundred years. The people crowding the transportation platform made way for him, as if he'd step on their feet otherwise. Kyle took position at the very end of the platform, where he imagined those poor bastards stood just before throwing themselves in front of an incoming train. He was beyond those kinds of thoughts, though, thanks to the shrink at the hospital and the Tamanian idea that only cowards committed suicide. He'd left everything else behind the elders, their customs, the land itself, and his ancestors. But it failed so far to rip those beliefs from his chest. When the train glided in, he waited for the passengers to spill out, then joined the throng of people squeezing inside. He spotted an empty seat and met the angry stare of a suited guy in the crowd who pushed past him, jostling against his shoulder just before he plunked down and demonstratively balanced his briefcase on his knees. Kyle reached for one of the metal bars and widened his stance to compensate for the jolt when the train started. At every stop, people streamed first out, then in, most of them brushing him for lack of space, even ramming against him, clearly annoyed by the bulky intrusive bag slung across his back but in the tightly packed can, there was no way he'd be able to pick it up again if he put it down. Main Square, the computerized voice promised, and most of the passengers disembarked. Kyle followed, 
allowing himself to be washed out like a dead fish by the human wave. When he touched out of the terminal, the system told him he was down to zero credits. If he needed more before his next allocation, he'd have to trade clothing or food credits. He spotted the triangular skyscraper at the east side of the vast square that doubled as the center of the universe as far as these people were concerned. He stepped through the automatic doors and crossed a foyer decked entirely in green-veined polished marble, which made it look like the insides of a gutted leviathan. He blinked that image away, and the sense memory of the stench, and approached the security guards manning a singular counter that sat there like a vertebra 